It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast. And a very warm welcome to season 10, where we're exploring histories and mysteries of the British landscape, walking in ancient lands, unearthing forgotten myths, and even stumbling across a few chilling tales of the supernatural. And as ever, we'll be enjoying encounters with wildlife all along the way. Well, it's raining today, but I've managed to escape the house for a quick dog walk with my little lurcher, Idris. And being a very skinny dog of gently nervous disposition, he hates the rain. I don't mind it, but I'd rather be walking in autumn sunshine. And that very thought brings me back to a lovely sunny day out that I had with the podcast production team of Hannah Tribe and Jack Bateman back in September. We managed to meet up in real life at the Malvern Autumn Show. A huge outdoors event celebrating food, farming, rural heritage and the great outdoors. The show was held in the shadow of the beautiful Mulvern Hills at the Three Counties Showground, very near the town of Mulvern. And here's a taste of the adventures we had and the wonderful people and animals we met there. I'll just say this for now. If you ever get a chance to visit the Mulvern Show in 2022, grab it with both hands. Is that a real pumpkin? That is a real pumpkin. They do grow that big. And that's the voice of Hannah Tribe. And we're here together. The podcast crew at live in real life at well, beside a massive pile of apples <laughs> in the Mulvern Show, below which is a wonderful outdoors event celebrating the wonders of the countryside. Hello, chaps. Hello. Hello. I can't believe I'm, I'm ridiculously overexcited <laughs> to, be in, um, to be outside with you both uh, when there's loads of people around. And uh, normally we were out in the wilds alone uh, recording the magic of the countryside, but this is a different sort of countryside magic. It's a beautiful uh, day as well. It's the perfect day. Stunning day. So we've, 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 you know, where to start? The country, country fairs, this, this is famous for its um, national giant vegetable championship, which absolutely it excites us all. But there's going to be traction engines, there's going to be livestock, there's going to be crafts, um, all sorts of wonders of the, uh, yeah, basically a taste of the countryside but brought together in one place. And we're, we're actually beside... So either a celebration of apples or an apple truck has really got in a pickle. Yeah, an apple sedent. Oh yeah, yeah it's, uh, that's, that's appalling. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and Worcestershire is famous for its, for its fruits, for its apples and pears. Uh, the pear being the county fruit, I think, but these, these are apples everywhere. What are you hoping to see today? Rabbits. Rabbits. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. It's like living in the arches at the moment. Yeah. Oh, but well, this is Arches country. The, ah. arches, the arches is, is sort of based on Worcestershire. Well then, even um, more so. So we kind of we're amongst the um, we're, we're amongst the sort of growers and the producers, and there's just there's a lot of people here. Um, I think that's like a, a sign that everybody has come out. First big country shows of the year, so we're all kind of come out to celebrate being a bit 
free. Yeah, I don't, you can definitely feel that. There's like a, with the sun shining, everyone seems really cheerful. And yeah. I think it's just because it's probably a lot of people, it's definitely my sort of first big event back out after a year or so of being stuck in my dingy studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack, is there anything you're, Hannah's looking forward to seeing rabbits. And which, goats, maybe, if there are goats. goats. Yeah. Sure, we'll do what we can. We've definitely seen rabbits on the map. Jack, anything in particular? Well, I've got to say, the, by the if we go off the pumpkin that's by us, yeah, that's how large search. that one is, I'm quite intrigued to see yeah, how big the vegetables are inside the dump. That pumpkin is as big as a proper tractor wheel, the back tractor wheel, not the front tractor wheel. That's I just think massive. If we hollowed it out, Jack and I could both sit in it. Yes. I love six foot three. <laughs> Let's go and see what other gigantic vegetables. I mean, that's the joy. We, we're not just, this isn't just the local vegetable championship, this is the national giant vegetable. Um, doesn't get more giant than this. No. There are pumpkins here that are bigger than whales. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, and I don't mean the country, I mean the animal. Um, that one, I think, took out the dinosaurs. <laughs> they do look like they, I mean, they're, they're extraordinary shapes and, uh, I, you they could look, sit yeah. inside, you could live inside. They look like they've been dropped, don't they? Yeah. They're just sort of. I mean, they're flat so big, the they are sort of like they flatten out on their own. Yeah, weight. and they're all different colours. Yeah, this one is the colour of the sunset, and that one's a lovely green. I think that's the winner, the green. Should we have a little yes. look and see if them... Well, that's the second prize. I mean, all I that, that effort. I think that one's first. They've got a rosette. Are we also talk about rosettes? Yes. We, Hannah. Um, Hannah won't leave the show until she's got a rosette for something. Yeah, I need a rosette. Mr. V showed him. Uh, well done. Size does matter, it says. <laughs> and this is the first prize. It is magnificent. Gigantic. Um, that's the biggest vegetable I've ever seen in my life. And I've, I've, I've known a lot of vegetables. <laughs> There's a second first, first place. Oh, hold on a minute. Well, they've got the rosette. And this is heaviest squash. Okay, fine. Um, it doesn't say how heavy is it. Five hundred and two kilograms. So uh, there are cars that are lighter. <laughs> I've, I've I've lived in smaller flats than, than uh, some of these people. Should we go and have a look at some others? Yes, let's. I mean that's pretty impressive. The smell of celery. Oh, it's celery. Is it, are these celeriacs or is it actually celery? Oh, I don't know. It looks like celery. <laughs> celery. Have a nibble, Hannah, and we'll find out. <laughs> Heaviest celery. Okay, so it's all about heaviness. Best place over there. I mean, really, the celeries are. Yeah. So this is clearly beetroot, but these are like something else of Lord of the Rings. They are. They're like the heads of those orcs. There's something. Dragon egg. Dragon eggs. Grotesque alien horns mm. that have come to. I mean, maybe that's what they are. They've come to take over. I feel quite threatened by the <laughs> What this one here? Oh, it's like they've got faces. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they've got about 20 beetroots and just mush them together into one mega group. I had beetroot last night and I, I'm, 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 I'm off beetroots at the moment. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> wow. These are moolly, aren't they? This is sort of the yeah. heaviest radish. So these are these long white radishes. Um, I mean, goodness me. And they're all like nervous. tangled into one another. It's like they've got legs crossed. They've got the Weirdly erotic. I mean, I always like a big melon. But that's the heaviest cantaloupe. You can smell them. That's, that's 15 kilos, though. 
I don't know what I don't want to skip anything, but I have just noticed what I think may be the world record longest spring under. Hold on, stop the press. This is this is live on the podcast. This is the world record longest. Allium. Longest leak actually. Wow. It's a leak. Right, it's 1.36 meters. Grown by Joe Atherton. So that, well, there you go. Looks like a javelin. Didn't expect to see a leak 1.36 meters long. No. And that's a world record. So um, I didn't realise there were world records for these. Joe's getting quite a view. He had the world record bean pod. Yeah, it's not, not here today. So I mean, the leaks are sort of almost grotesque. They've become they're, they're, they're something from they're like elephant's legs. Mm. Longest chili is a bit funny as well. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. I want to see the sunflowers. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to know how you get into it. Do you just accidentally grow one once and go, you know what, this is my thing? Well, I'd, let's see if we can find one of the growers, because I'd love to know what, what, uh, what gets you into growing. I mean, these are nobody. They're like walking sticks, these running I've seen the first woman. Really? Is it, do you think it's quite male-dominated? I think so. There's a lot of misters on there. Yeah. I think it's sort of a male thing, isn't it, to get obsessed by... Size. <laughs> well... Compensate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Oh, look, let's go, let's go and talk to some of the people. I just want to touch a big onion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are you allowed to touch them? No, probably not, but I have. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> touch the magic. They don't look real. They look like they've been made in a little workshop somewhere. Now, kohlrabi I like, but I don't want to go near them. <laughs> no. They look like something out of a uh, Ridley Scott or uh, a Geiger alien. They very, are very bulbous. Bulbous alien eggs. Yeah, bulbous on top of bulbous. Everything yeah, is yeah, growing yeah. out of itself. Too much bulbousness. Uh, what's your name? Sorry. Martin Davis. Martin Davis. Martin, um, you're a, are you a judge here? Yes. So we're in the giant fish tent. Have you been judging anything specifically, or are you, are you a general judge for all these? All of this. All these monsters. I'm a vegetable society judge, and my job is just to make sure that people bring what they say they're bringing. That it, if, if they say it's a melon, it is a melon. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, that's a difficult question. We've had some very strange gourds, which, <laughs> <laughs> which grow to a good weight, yeah. but they're not melons. Oh, um, wow. Not this year, not this year, but um, that's in the past. But um, my job is basically to make sure it's sound, make sure it's a reasonable condition. It doesn't have to be show bench con- condition. It's got to be reasonable. Um, not that you would eat some of these uh, things. Well, I was going that might be my question. But uh, make sure it's a, in reasonable condition. And then it's just the scales that do the judging for me. I just uh, put them on the scales or, or weigh them, and, uh, measure them if it's a long one. <laughs> and uh, there are some long, there's some long. I mean, is this is this a bumper year for big vegetables? Or, um, I wouldn't say so. No, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, you're never sure what's going to happen until the day. You're never sure what's going to be brought in. But I'm, I'm delighted with what has come. Yeah. And what's been your sort of pick of the? I mean, I've got lots of questions. <laughs> one is, 
what's been your sort of pick of, the, of these sort of giant creatures? It's very difficult to say. That it's all interesting. Yeah. Um, we've got some big record makers this time. We were caught up with that. Saw some, saw some world record yes. leaks. Yes. Uh, yes. pods. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel very privileged to be in one such. <laughs> Such amazing vegetables. A huge marrow. Oh, Ooh, exciting. And, and a very large um, aubergine over there. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I love what to see. Um, and what, and what possesses people? It does seem to be mainly men. What possesses them to grow? Because you said flavour might not be the number one. When you get to this size, the flavour goes. Yes, yeah, you, you're not going in for the table, really. Yeah. Well, apart from these two. Would, would, <laughs> would you want to eat one of those cucumbers? <laughs> no. Well, no, I, I was just saying, I think, I think the, the, yeah, it's a, some of the giant, Roald Dahl's giants. <laughs> um, so it's just a sort of obsession to grow big and to, to, win, yes. to win these yes. competitions? Yes, the, the sort of benchmark for, for these people is the Guinness World Record. And uh, we've been very pleased this year to get Guinness uh, adjudicators along. Oh, really? And, uh, did you see them? No, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. Just arrived. They presented their certificates to those. The four world records have been broken here today. So they had their certificates. And everyone's oh, gone away fantastic. happy. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, what an achievement! Um, <laughs> and you, so. When you say it's possibly not a vintage year, is that because of the weather we've had this year? I think so, yes. What, what sort of weather makes for great, huge, monstrous veg growing? <laughs> um, same as for growing anything, I suppose. But uh, the, the, the growers will keep things growing on because they want to maintain their... their um, Selections for the seed and everything, oh, so they've got the seed oh, for next year. So they, so they are breeding things. Essentially, yes, yes. Mm, they're, they're, they'll take the seed from the best ones this year for a, a growing one next time. And um, do you grow vegetables yourself? Only, only for, for eating. For eating, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're flower growers mainly. Right. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Um, well, wonderful to talk to you, Martin. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Okay, so now we have what I would suggest is not vegetables, but we've been seeing a mass stranding of webs. <laughs> wow. They're so knobbly. I, I can't even begin to, I don't know how to start describing them. They are knobbly, they're just the giant marrows. Um, it's almost like when, uh, when you see lava that's cooled down yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of still in like a weird bubbly flowy state but solid. Yeah. It's first 116.4 kilos. It's Mr. Beast. So, he's, he's really done well. Yeah. He's got um, if we can find Mr. Beast Jodin, Jodin, S-J-O-D-I-N, I hope that's how I'm pronouncing his name. Um, have a showdown with Mr. Showdown. Because <laughs> he must have a very big allotment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got some secrets. He's got, he hasn't got green fingers, he's got some great massive green fingers. Look got, at those. These are red cabbages and they are... I'm feeling hungry though, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like the vegetables, I feel the vegetables could eat us. 
some of them are so big. I'd say that's the prettiest tomato. The one on the end. Yeah. It looks like a normal tomato rather than some sort of. It looks like one of those um, ketchup things. Ketchup. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Squeezy ketchup bottle in the, in the, in the greasy screen. I think, I think my giant vegetable horror has reached. So what should we do? Should we go and have rabbits? Like rabbits. Okay, I don't think they're too far from rabbits. Here we go. From giant vegetables to giant tortoises. Oh. Wow. I don't think these are t- traditional local breed, are they? Um, these are giant tortoises. And there's a little paddock here with a wooden fence and there are, I don't know, ten, seven, I can't count. One really huge one and then lots of sort of just, one really huge one about the size of a large marrow, um, large um, pumpkin. And then others are just marrow size. But do you want to go in and meet them? Because you, if you pay two pounds, you can go in and meet the tortoises. I think you should broadcast from inside. You have to. I don't, I don't. Professional. Oh look, I can see the rabbit place over there. The British Rabbit Council. No, what if the British Rabbit Council are just a bunch of large, wise rabbits that sit around? <laughs> Looking at their pocket watches. Yeah. Exactly. The rabbit sheep. Let's see if we can find someone from the British Rabbit Council. Have you got high expectations? I'm, my, my brain is saying that they should be giant rabbits after all our experiences so well, far. That this looks morning. like a pretty huge rabbit. Huh? That's a wow. rabbit. I mean, I know you were joking when you said you were expecting big rabbits, but that is a, a big huge. rabbit. It's, it's general, it's general <laughs> wound wound. Hello. So these are the best in show here. We're going to talk to someone about this. Rex may be a term for a rabbit, or that's the name of the rabbit, and it's a really specific category. (laughs) There's like 500 in the UK called Rex, and he's the best one. He is beautiful, to be fair. He's got really dense... You just want to touch that side. It looks like he's made of velvet. Yeah. And there's best best fur in show. (laughs) So this one is just some eyes and ears sticking out of a great great pudding of... Salt and pepper. Oh, yes, please. Hello. Hello. My name's Kerry Gwillem. I am the rabbit secretary for Three Counties Showground. So we are involved in three shows a year, which is the Autumn Show, the Country Tastic, and then the June Show. Great. So we run the rabbit sections for those three shows. So how does this work? Do people bring in their, bring rabbits in to, to be judged? They for, do. For These rabbits are um, show rabbits. You have to be registered to the British Rabbit Council. Each rabbit has a ring on it, which is identified to a particular breeder. Each rabbit has their own breed guidelines, so the judges look for certain things, height, size, um, coat, body structure, and that's how they get judged, is in a point system. So we have four sections, Fancy, Fur, Lop and Rex. So what is Rex? Uh, Lop is the... Lops are the ones with the down ears. Um, Rex are the velvety ones. Then you get your fur rabbits, which have gorgeous, dense coats. They're nice, they're beautiful. Um, And then fancy rabbits can be anything from a little Netherland dwarf to a Himalayan, Um, could be anything. But they've all got their own little subcategories. So what they're doing now is they've judged three of those categories and they've gone on to winner's row. 
Um, so the rabbits get brought onto Winners Row. They so get brought onto Winners Row, so the public can see that this is the best out of each yeah. section. Once we've judged each of those set four sections, we get those guys together on the table, and then they've got a, the two judges come together, yeah. and then they argue out which one they want to put first, second, third, and fourth. Supreme winner. Possibly. And then you get a supreme overall winner. Yeah. <laughs> so at the moment we don't know who that is, but we okay. should know that fairly shortly. So no public judging, it's just down to the professional judges. Professional judges, they've come from um, Norfolk, I think, these guys today. Um, is that a particular centre for rabbit breeding? No, it's just they come from all over the country. Local this is local. Country. Anyone can, can enter as long as they're a member of the BRC okay. and the rabbits are rung. It's not a case where the, the public can British bring in them. The British Rabbit Council, which you can become a member of. Um, we're not currently, with COVID, running a pet section this year, which we normally do, which we encourage the public to bring their own in. So these are professional breeders? So this is technically the professional side oh, okay. of the rabbits. I love rabbits. I've always had horses until I had children. And then I missed the horsey social side of it more than anything. So I thought, oh, what can I do that's a bit easier with the young kids? So I thought, oh, rabbits will be easy. Anyone can have a rabbit. <laughs> Little did I know, it's a lot harder than it looks. Is it harder than a horse? Uh, it's much harder. Oh, really? Easier in the fact that you don't have to have a big horse box and stuff. But, and a field. And a field. And you're not dealing with muddy rugs. They take up a lot of time, especially when you do it properly, you know, feeding them the right food, giving them the right amount of space. If you're going to show them. If you're going to show them, and of course they've got to be handled. You can't just leave them in a pen and drag them out on shoulder. They've got to be handled. Um, so that's how I sort of fell into rabbits. Um, and then I took over as secretary five years ago. Um, and we're just watching it grow and grow. So Let's can I sell you one or not? Sell me a rabbit. Take one home. I would love, well, my colleague here would love a rabbit. Oh, there's some for sale. There are. Just, um, literally just on that, just past um, Sarah. Oh. They're on the right-hand side. There's some lovely little babies in there. Oh, if you I want. will. I better keep her away. <laughs> <laughs> push, walk her past, quickly past that bit. Once you pass that bit, you're fine. These are all show rabbits. But just push her quickly past. Right, I'll go now. I'll go past and grab her now. Yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. my love. Thank Anything so we can do. Thank, thank you. Hannah, do you buy it? I that one. This little one. Oh, it's white with a sort of gorgeous, sort of Cleopatra's black eye. Yeah, not so much a rabbit as a snowball. Yeah, a snowball with Cleopatra's eyes. <laughs> um, are you not tempted to just buy one? I'm incredibly day? tempted, but it would be cruel to keep a little bunny in my flat. These are big ears. <gasps> oh my word! Wow. Well, these are these are the rabbits where the ears hit the ground. Um, I mean, they kind of look really wise, but there's ears in there. I mean, they're like wings. I'm not sure I'm, I'm, not sure I'm so keen on the long ears. Aerodynamic one. <laughs> oh, he's like a hare. Wow. She? She's more like a hare. So elegant. Yeah. That's my favourite. He's like a shadow. Gorgeous eyes, isn't he? Yeah. El, uh, El Rara. What's the one from El Aero. Hey, uh, oh. Can't remember. That's General Woundwort. General Woundwort. How are you? How's it going since you um, were defeated by Fiverr and Nails? You're not looking too bad. I think he's okay about it. Mm. Oh, if it is owls, I want to touch an owl. <laughs> it's Worcester Barn Owl Conservation. <gasps> it's owls! Yeah. Oh my there's, goodness. There's hawks as well. Looks like a Harris hawk. Yeah, there's a barn owl at the back, a tawny owl. Two barn owls. What they call nutmeg, honey, and, fern. Uh, fern. Okay. 
And there's an eagle owl, a European eagle owl. In the box. He doesn't look happy to be in the box. It's called Boo. <laughs> Nice to have a camera to see what's going on. Let's see the harassment. There's some feathers here. They're one of the most personable birds you've ever seen. You've been a friend with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get a good relationship with them. Not a pet, but you can have a really good relationship. She can be moody when she wants. Oh, yeah. Interesting, you're all talking about females. Yeah, gender's a gender thing. Well, we don't really know. You've rattled her cage already. No need. We don't know whether it's male or female. Yeah, it's good. Under the thumb, I'm the only male, and look what I've got around. Is that the sound of a wild bird? Not a wild bird, a duck? I don't know, it might not be. I'm picking up something. Let's go to the poultry. A small child. Follow the noise. So we're heading towards the poultry tent. Um, and livestock play, play a big part in these agricultural shows. So we should see some interesting fowl. It's already some very some interesting ducks. noises. Yeah, a bit noisier than the rabbits, aren't they? Oh, wow. Oh, ducks. Oh, wow. Geese. Hello. It's just a cacophony. So there's some lovely turkeys. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh look at these Egyptian geese. Oh, I'm going to interview an Egyptian geese. <laughs> How do you do? What do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, I thought so. Having a good show? No, no. <laughs> Oh well. Suit yourself. Uh, Any you'd like to interview? Turkeys, look at Turkey. these. Mm. Hi guys. So these are bourbon red turkeys, they look um, I wish it wasn't lunch again. They're so huge. And they've got these so they to describe them they've got sort of chestnutty shoulders and these great kind of scaly wattle heads, which um are not the most beautiful things, but they're quite characterful. They do look quite, quite, uh, quite noble. The noble turkey. Um, light piranhas. They're pretty impressive. There are big chickens, little chickens, little bantams. I like those that have got like flares on. Yeah, furry feet. They're bantams. Bantam Peking, Peking girls, 20 pounds each. So they're for sale. You could come and buy your. You could restock your, your chickens. Could. Chicken friends for my single chicken. I do like the phrase egg inquiries. <laughs> egg inquiries. Have you got any egg inquiries? Who laid this? Um, like these are like my chickens. These are normal sort of. They're called lomans, but they look very similar to the kind of. Your, that's a big duck. That is the, that, so this looks like a mallard, about three times the size of a normal mallard. Saxony duck. Saxony duck. 70 quid. For a pair. I would it's a bargain. Look at the size of them. You could eat, you know, that's Christ, Christmas. <laughs> you wouldn't stuff. eat them. They're <laughs> all very chatty. <laughs> oh, 
Take a look at these little fluffy grey ones. Blue booted pullets. So pullets are, you know what pullets are, don't you? They are the baby chickens, basically. So they're sort of, you buy them at that stage and they come into laying later down the line. Look at the little, pretty little blue eggs they lay. Oh, wow. So they're grey, these delicate blue grey. What are they called? Aracanas? I'm, I'm bewildered by the, the different varieties. There's just so many and they're all so different. Yeah, they all look, I mean, they all look a bit hot, but they're, they're tremendous looking. But these are beautiful silver grinders. Speckledy, black and white speckled plumage. Wyan dots, I've heard of them. Silver apple yards, this piece, ducks, chickens, merrows, that's it. It's like a tiny female with a very stubby beak and she just says, I think this is a peeking then. Oh, oh. she said something to me. Hello. Can you say that again? Wow, okay. Pretty chatty. That is quite some... Um, yeah. I feel told off. <laughs> A sort of day of absolutely tiny things and absolutely giant things. Yeah, tiny little ducks. I think if I was going to keep ducks, I'd like small ones. Oh, look at this, an Indian runner. They're so... These are my favourite of all, <laughs> of all um, oh. domesticated animals. The Indian runner is this tall, upright... Oops, it's crashing. Tall, upright duck. With this long neck. Like a kind of half giraffe, half duck. A giraffe. Or a giraffe. Exactly like an umbrella. So here, over here, we've got loads of eggs. Oh, wow. Excellent. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it, it's an exhibition. <laughs> you okay? Oh. <laughs> and it's interviewing me. Into being a chicken. <laughs> decorated egg. Decorated egg. Okay. Uh, so we've got eggs of different colours. We're just waiting, obviously waiting for lots more of the eggs to arrive. Um, there's some good examples here. Um, <laughs> just the lovely sounds of all these different breeds. The little one we were just speaking to. She has started speaking, and as soon as I go close to her, she stops. <laughs> oh, right, should we, um, should we crack on? <laughs> it's a Parson Russell. Should we go and meet a Parson Russell? If you like. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. I've never heard of a Parson Okay, Ms. Michaela, uh, you, you're probably better at uh, <laughs> giving us a history of um, right. how the breed okay. came about. about. Well, I'm just in, oh, intrigued. Hello. Right. And you're Hello. Michaela. 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 Yes. Okay. So it's Hello. a breed that's over 200 years old. It's just having a snuffle of the mic. Yeah. <laughs> it does look a bit small animal-like, doesn't it, to be fair? Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm <laughs> 
<laughs> your dog always goes for it. Um, he's beautiful, he's got, so I'm going to describe him. Oh, yeah. you describe him. Maybe. Okay, so they should be roughly about 14 inches tall, um, predominantly white, as you can see, uh, nice straight legs, so if they were, they were bred originally to run with a pack of hounds, so they needed the length of leg to keep up with the hounds, they should have the conformation and ability to do that. Like fo- run with foxes? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, okay. they were bred originally by the Reverend John Russell, which is where the, re- the name Parson oh, has okay. come from. Okay, it used to be the Parson Jack Russell, but they have actually dropped the Jack, so it's just the Parson yeah. Russell. So, so these are Jack, this the, is different from, Jack yeah. Russell is a different thing. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah, thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. so um, yeah, so they originally bred for to hunt, hunt with a pack of hounds, and they would be sent down the hole to tell the fox, to tell the huntsman where the fox is. So they are a slightly gentler terrier than things like the Patagales and Lakelands, because these guys should bear, which is bark in dog terms, um, to let the huntsman know where the fox is. Obviously, fox hunting is banned now, so they don't do it anymore. Um, so now, really, they're bred to show and to as pets. Okay. Do, do they make good pets? They make excellent pets, but it's the same as anything. You know, you get your puppy at eight weeks, like a child. If you don't do anything with it, it becomes feral. i got to say, it's it? one of the most so. beautiful little dogs. <laughs> These are big dog personality in a small package. They're oh, okay. huge characters. Um, they say it's like anything. The more work you put into them, the better dog you're going to have. Parson <laughs> Russell Terrier. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Well, thank you. I'm bored. You know it's wonderful. I want one. Is he, is he going spare? <laughs> <laughs> we do a special show offer. Buy one, get one. We'll have a few more. In there, oh, so no. yeah, oh, <laughs> do come back. <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely. Well, we're going to see some more, but um, I will be back. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Kyla. No awesome. worries. Thank you so Thank much. You. Bye. Oh, hello. He is. It's a mighty. Pardon the pun, beefy. Jock the gentle giant. Hi. Jock, do you want to eat a fluffy thing? <laughs> Come on, Jock. <laughs> Does he speak? Would he, would he, would he like Jockey. to? Jockey. Come on, love. Apple. Apple. We got apple, Jock! Traditional Hereford. Okay. So what's the difference between traditional and Because the others have been mixed around with other stuff. Okay. So we are very proud of our farm podcast. And what's your name? Do you mind being recorded? Yeah. Country Farm Podcast. Okay. I'm Hazel. Hazel. And yeah. you're the owner of No, the no. I am just some mad person who has agreed to come out with Jock because the eighty eight year old owner is no longer mobile enough to do oh. this. So where does where does Hazel where does where does Jock live? Does he live Jock lives at Arnold's Farm, Much Markle. It's not too far away. No. Jock is special, he's been on the the sound of crunching out. Extraordinary. You're not eating the fluffy wind jam. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> it's like his tongue out. Oh. 
and uh, I didn't fancy kissing that. <laughs> big cow, big cow. Yeah, big cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Oh, it's been on TV. Is it famous? Yeah. Oh, it's very famous. Yeah. Loads of newspaper articles and magazines. Heaps of star politics. He met the Queen when he was two weeks old. Really? She came for the <laughs> He's saying, look, I've made, I made the owner. Yeah, farm of the year. See, and there you go. That's the Food and Farming Awards, yes. Yes. Times. Yes. Um, met the Queen, and he was such a, uh, such a good thing. Everybody loved him. Um, so more animals, yeah. Grew up a little bit, and he came to the Royal Three Counties. He won all his classes here. So he's an absolute champion. Yeah, yeah. and then the next year he came to the uh, butchery class, yeah. <laughs> won it, got no food. He came and to the butchery yeah, class? Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, is that when they just feel that he's, he's ready all in the right, to go. All in yes. the right place? Oh. And normally we say goodbye, yeah. and everybody went. Mm. Can't, can't say goodbye no, to Jock. Not to Jock. And David felt so, <gasps> I'll be in so much trouble. So he didn't. And he's so now John, nine years old. He is the pet cow of the steer of the farm. Does he still is he still used for breeding? He's castrated. Is he? Yes. Oh. That decision has to be made really early oh, on. I see. Okay. And once that decision he can't go back. No, no, no. Uh, we no. are regretting it. <laughs> He's we are such regretting a fine beast. Yeah. He is. Um, but his mother's still producing lots of grills. It's a very very feminine. So his mother's line. still around. Yes, still breeding. Wow. So just to describe him for all the listeners, he's I mean how would you describe him? He's, a gentle giant. Yeah, I mean, he's mostly the sort of chest. Do you call that chestnut? Coat? What? Is there a particular... Oh, yes, I suppose. A red? A red chestnut? Red chestnut, and his head is white and massive. Is he in your seat? He's had a bath. He's had a bath. Yes, he didn't come off who, the field who, like who that. Who does the bathing? Um, the uh, stockman at the farm. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to do that. I didn't do that. No, he's far too big for me. <laughs> he's had a good That's scrub. A big bath, yes. How long would he live for then as a pet, do you think, in a few years? The truth is, we don't know. Right. How many farms keep a pet cow or steer? Not many these days, or any days, I suppose. No, so, because uh, most cost. farmers, it's all about business uh, and feeding the nation. And especially castrated, he, he can't produce. He can't he do can't, any, yeah. Can't, can't, yeah. So um, his job is as a teaser. Oh, uh, really? Yes, uh. a teaser. And very, very good one. Good one. Okay, he so he, lives, the, he lives in the best field, right next to the garden. Can you describe There's, what a teaser does? A teaser. If, if it's okay for a polite family. Yes, a teaser lives with, um, he's got about 12, 15 ladies with him. These ladies are special. They're all pedigree, ready for breeding, but these... It's a closed herd on the farm, which means that um, it would get to a point where the three bulls living on the farm cannot be used I see, because, because of, of family lines. Inbreeding and, yes. And, yeah, so Jock has a very, very useful job in telling us when a lady is ready for the AI man to come visiting oh, the farm. The man with the bowler hat. Something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we we get a little nod in the right direction. I will go running in, yelling the tag number of said lady. David will busily look at all the paperwork and call out the AI man, who will come with a nice big tin of um, tubes and things. Yeah. 
and they pick the right specimen for that young lady. And that is pedigree breeding for them. Wow, it's so scientific these days. I mean, it's, uh, it's form, yeah. colour. Yeah. Well, it's yes. been a pleasure meeting a traditional Hereford. Well, um, very, very It's a unique animal. I'm glad, glad very famous. Hazel, thank you so much for sharing all that lovely information and, um, and delicately treading around the, the subject of <laughs> AI. Thank you. He Fantastic. will be we'll on. Come. He will be adorning his bands. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I bet he's got some uh, many, uh, many admirers across the country. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just talking to an ex-mall pony. He's come out. You've charmed. Oh. So, mystical master B. That's quite a name for a purebred ex-mall pony. His sire was Sir, his sire was Torbit's Vulcan. His dam was Torbit's Mystic Maggie. And, um, what a beautiful, beautiful beast. Mystical mas masterpiece. So he's not a massive horse, but a hardy looking horse. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to eat more exciting looking vegetation. Yes, I'm not sure it'll be any good for your stomach, though. No. Do you want to strike him and tell us what it feels like? Hello. Oh. Hi there. Ooh. It's coarse but soft. Do you want to, do you want to feel it as a horse? Mind <laughs> <laughs> you, a soft rope. It's um, the back end of a Shetland pony. Um, I'm not a massive fan of really tiny horses. Uh, I, I sort of really like big horses galloping across the across the hills, across the beach. So I you, can't hear you. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you like a little horse, would you, for your, for your tiny For my farm. miniature farm, yes. So we've got Shetland ponies. Um, we've got, I mean, this is just a kind of, uh, this might be one of the best agricultural shows I've ever been to because there is so much variety. Uh, and we've, we've, the Shetland Pony Stud Book Society. Are you in that, Jan? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> So they've got huge pens here. I think this is where they will be exhibiting the animals when the time comes. I think most of the animal judging happens over the weekend by the sound. One of these miniature horses is called Fergus. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> now he's interested Fergus in Fergus or Florence. Oh, my goodness. It's a great name. I've always said so. Fergus and Florence have both had varied careers so far. They have shown internationally and now do a lot of therapy work. How like me? Oh my goodness. Pygmy goat! Oh, so small! <laughs> Hannah's freaking out. Yeah, that, that, that's a really. You could fit that goat in the palm of your hand almost. Yeah. Certainly, you could balance it on your knee. My goodness. That, that is a kid, isn't it? Yes, I would think so. I mean, the adults aren't huge, but they're, they're like the size of that terrier we interviewed earlier. So, give us your feelings about a pygmy goat. I'm, I'm lost for words. They are utterly adorable, fluffy, just absolutely miniature. You, they could, you could fit them in a handbag. Yes. Yeah, they are really cute. I don't know what you do with them. I mean, you wouldn't have a huge number of sausages into that tiny one, would you? 
I wouldn't have any sausages that much. Oh, anyway. sorry. Thank you. I was thinking practically about goatage. You could say it's as big as a beetroot, and by beetroot I mean the giant ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen bigger vegetables. <laughs> he's not even knee height. He's like he's ankle, lower than knee height. Ankle height goat. A really cute thing. Did it make a oh. Did a little snicker. He's got very small teeth. Mm. But the chew's like an old man. Can <laughs> <laughs> I have a little? The tool, the tool this is vintage tools. These are beautiful. Proper tools. I think this is probably the, my favourite of all. There's lots of shopping at these um, agricultural shows and country shows. And this is my favourite because it's the most beautiful thing. All recycled and reused. And, and sort of weathered. Yeah. They look like they've been had nice lives. Yeah, they're guaranteed to work well. Shovels, um, pitchforks, spades. Oh, very good. Uh, sledgehammers, axes, kind of loppers, mattock, um, sides, and bill hooks. And, my goodness. What's this then? I've seen these before. What are they all that doing? I have no idea. They're flower pots. It's like a miniature hoe, I guess. Yes, it's like a little sort of hand hoe. Yeah, maybe a hand hoe. Maybe. But uh, with a lovely half moon blade on it. That's interesting. Mmm, what is that? It's a rolling pin. Could be a rolling pin. No, that's for your um, bull. <laughs> it's like a giant syringe. Um, yes, oh, proper shears? Yeah. It's a beautiful wooden box. Which I can't open. Yes, I can. Wow. Isn't that lovely? That's worth every penny of £14. Ooh. Whoa! It's definitely. It's like a school bell. Mm. This is, uh, oh, that's a lovely, nice one. lovely. There's a tiny cauldron here. Two tiny. Oh. Is that gosh. for glue? It's like a like a bain marie situation where you have yeah. something in there and then you heat it up. So it's a little cast iron pot with a little miniature one inside it. Like that. Very simple. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For weighing the carcasses of your livestock. Salt is approved. Uh, wedges. This is a. No, that's not anything. That's just a whetstone. <laughs> Modern whetstone. That's. That's. Or something. No, it's like. Oh, that's another sharpening. No, oh, crystals. That's been. It's just fascinating. It's kind of like a little history lesson in um, agricultural tools. These are all furniture, all sorts of things. I like the diggers. I'm, I'm not sure how many people come here to buy a digger. Yeah. But uh, I would definitely yeah. like a digger. You could talk to the digger people about your digger needs. Yeah. Dig. Dig us. Oh, it's a pavilion. Just a little bit of jazz in the bandstand. The jazz stand. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good. Um, going towards. We're going to leave the jazz and head towards what is kind of the heart of these shows. The mechanical implements and the steam engines and petrol traditional mechanical tools, as you can hear. Sputting away. Putting and flutting and farting and farting. And they are just. It sounds like it's fantastic. So it's 
work out what a lot of these old tools used to do. We were, we were actually walking down the line of old messy Ferguson tractors and Fordsons and. Um, but these incredible. That one's really going for it. Yeah. They're all pumps and systems for making farming easier. I'm making flour. All engines, just amazing. Smell the diesel, smell the petrol. I mean, they're all sitting here, just pumping away, and it's sort of—it's a real niche collector's corner. Definitely. I think you've got to be passionate. Got to enjoy it because they do what they do, and that's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful things, beautiful machines, um, and there's lots of descriptions about what they do. But they, just, um, so frenetic, just making me feel like I ought to be running around. A lot of them look like they want to they want to steam off. So that is it, it's a sort of insight into the, what the sound of farms would have been like once upon a time. The song of the engines. And we're coming up to oh, vintage vehicles. So it's sort of wonderful. They just made vehicles with more character. Oh my goodness. Just, yeah, they've got such nice faces. The colours are so much nicer. Deep maroons and navy blues. Royal blues. Civic Defence Corps. Civic Defence Corps operation vehicle. I would live in that. Yeah, I think that'd be a great And also that yellow one. So much pride has gone into restoring these vehicles, and a lot of them tell the stories. Uh, I like this. Yeah, I'm going to live in that one. Just, just beautiful old vehicles, sort of 1940s, 1950s. Do have a look inside. Are in? Yeah. This one. Yeah, I'll have a look. They do free coffees, don't they? Free coffees. <laughs> man down there, just say. Is there any chance to you inside here? Yeah, yeah, Thank you. I'm taking the money, don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> well, they live in these now. Oh, right, your camper van. What is it? It's a vintage lorry. Vintage lorry. When you live, when you live, it looks like it's been converted. We have converted it so we can make use of it. Two, they had two down there, and this one was one that was at Aberfan. 
Right. And they had the thing where they had the design strap of that. Yeah, and they used this as an office. Yeah. Right. And then it was parked up and just yes. forgotten. And was it in so, quite a bad state? Yes, yes. There was hardly any cab on it and uh, I've rebuilt it. We built it inside so we can stay in there. Right. What is the name of this vehicle? I mean, it's, not. It's a Ford Thames, a 1952 Ford Thames. Yeah. They call them an ET6, which is the English truck six that was made yeah. Yeah. under license <laughs> from Ford. <laughs> When was it? Hello, all right. Yeah. <laughs> when was it built? Oh, when was it first? When did it come well, out? Well, the, the Civil Defence had them to start with. In the Second World War. In the Second World War. Yeah. That's one Yes. But then they disbanded, and all the vehicles they had were in storage. They sold off for sixty pound a piece. Really? Yeah. That would have been a good time to have sixty quid in your bank. Sixty pound made a good shed, didn't it? So, that, yeah. so we've used it ever since. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting, and you just go from show to show, do you? Or yes, yes, well, we get invited, yeah. yeah. We always we come in here for yeah. forever. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, well, and you've done such a good job. Yeah, it's, it's all wooden inside for the yeah. listeners. It's all wooden, and you've got yes. a barometer, you've got nothing. Yeah, there's a dog in there somewhere. It's a dog in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, we got the fridge and the cooker. Yeah, and you fold out the beds. And yes. we got a double bed. Yeah. Normally a seating arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. Really cleverly done. And you did all that yourself. Yes, underneath for the yes, for the cooker and that. Wonderful. What yeah. a way to live. I bet. Do you just not just do freedom you... is a dusty road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you just go off camping in it anyway? Only showers. Really. Only showers. Yeah. 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 Well, very good. That's the plan. Well, enjoy that. You're going to get good weather this weekend. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. 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 You'll be sleeping in there tonight. Then. Yes. Oh, we slept in it last night. Yeah. Well, I'm very envious. That is the way to live. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're heading from the amazing vehicles. They were great, those two. Yeah. Living the, living the dream. Um, I would, though, not just use it for shows. I would drive to north of Scotland and potter about. Not do any work. Uh, fish, walk, read, write, sit in my van. I think that is it. That I've discovered that is it. I'm going to put down this microphone and change my life now. <laughs> so here we are. We've seen giant vegetables, giant rabbits, giant bulls, tiny goats and an amazing array of just a taste of the countryside, particularly this part of the countryside, Herefordshire and Worcestershire. Chaps, what was your, any favourites of today? The most enjoyable thing about today, I think, has been seeing you two both in the flesh. Oh dear, dear. That's, that's very sweet. But uh, we may have to edit that out. <laughs> um, lovely. Jack, yourself, any? I think, for me, it's the first time I've been to an event like this. And walking around and seeing sort of the passion people have for their craft, whether that be a flower or a massive vegetable or an animal, uh, just the passion that they put across, you can see they're really into it and it's something they've just committed they, to and they, they want to show lot, off. They get a lot out of it. It's obviously, they sort of exude this contentment with life because they found their niche and their passion and it's hard work a lot of it. But that seems to be a lot of the countryside people who are 
live and work in the countryside. They're just, they're just, they're just, it's rewarding. And they've been so generous as well. We've had such great chats with people. People wanting to share their stories and their experience with us. Yeah, and they've all had a smile on their face. Um, and that's the sound. You can hear the sound of trolleys being wheeled by and people with their, their swag from the country <laughs> fair. Um, I think that's where we're going to leave it for today on this beautiful sunny day. I mean, they've done really well, the Malvern Show, to get to, to, to pull out this weather at the end of September. And it's gorgeous having these, Mal these wooded Malvern hills behind us. They just look very enticing. Such a great backdrop. And we've only scratched the surface. There's tons more to see here. But um, I'm sure we'll be back. You can spend a whole weekend here. And just ease three days um, pottering around. Before we go, I just want to say, please do leave feedback and ratings on whichever podcast provider you use. And do get in touch with me, Fergus Collins. My email address is editor at countryfile.com. Just tell what you think of the podcast, or even send us recordings of your own sounds of the countryside. We love to hear them. So, thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for another adventure in the countryside. From me and the team, it's farewell from Morphe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.